What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Dario Hunt from Living Life Fearless. Welcome back to another episode of our Music Files podcast. Today's date is April 11, 2019. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Reese Walker. Say what up to everybody. It's D. Walker here with another episode of the Music Files. Yeah, so our last Thanks podcast, we it. actually did the Fearless show. So if you notice, I mean, our last podcast we did the music file so as you see we skipped the fearless show this time around to talk about some pertinent music headlines particularly the whole nipsey situation we really have to kind of get into that but we will get into that later into the show and we're going to change things up a bit for this episode there won't be any albums that we're going to talk about because we are going to go a bit longer on certain topics so we will get to that next time um and before we actually get into things though i'm going to do some housekeeping if you uh, like any of the Jalen Rockies videos, like this hat or Doris's beanie, not the shirt because that is a OG throwback, vintage. Sorry, ooh, ooh, fire. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. So for have everybody, you can have this. Us uh, <laughs> watching this podcast, you can head over to the store on our official site and grab some for yourself. And today. I just put up there a new Cultured AF t-shirt to go along with our coffee table book. And with every purchase of our coffee table book, you get 50% off of that shirt. So go check it out. Yeah, jump on that deal. um, If you have any questions, comments, topic suggestions about this show, past show, or any future shows, you can let us know in the comments wherever this goes up and wherever you guys enjoy listening or watching us and you can also email us at directly at podcast at living life fearless.co and those comments and topic suggestions may come up in future shows but that's it for housekeeping we're gonna hop right into it uh we have a bunch of music news to kind of run through some of it we will kind of rapid fire through and some we will touch on a bit more so get writing getting right into it prince is still out here suing people um, what is the state? <laughs> so I don't know if you heard maybe two years ago, a sound engineer that he had been working with on some sort of project. He tried to release an unauthorized Prince EP mm-hmm. um, after his death, oh. like the one year anniversary to mark his one year anniversary of Prince's death. It's called the. Uh, Mm-hmm. I don't know if I had a name. Deliverance EP, I think he tried to name it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't... So he somehow in his mind thought because he worked with Prince on it and kind of co-wrote stuff, co-produced stuff, that he could try to sell it on his own apart yeah. from the estate. And, of course, the estate <laughs> yeah. them, like almost immediately it went up. And he just lost his case, and he was ordered to pay them three point nine six million dollars. Oh, <laughs> that's a big a chunk lot. of change, buddy. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Oof. Did anyone like? But does that no. mean he can sell it still? Here's the thing. I don't even know if he did sell it because the lawsuit came so quickly. <laughs> to recoup? Like, can he recoup? 
So, <laughs> like, yeah, dang. I don't know. I don't know if he actually did crazy, end up selling man. any of that or not because they were on it pretty quickly because he had already kind of talked to them about it and they couldn't come to terms about financial stuff, you know, split, whatever. So then he decided to go on his own mm-hmm. with an outside publisher and kind of do it. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, but. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, all unreleased. Was it like all unreleased stuff, though? Or was it like. I'm not sure if it was something that he was working on, like, just before he passed away or what, but it's all unreleased and it was all, like, part of an EP. And I guess. Prince has like a thousand. I guess he's saying he went in songs. and kind of finished things and mastered things and you know whatever, whatever. But to still think that you can use Prince's stuff without mm. this thing is couldn't you for sure couldn't do that when he was here, and you, know, you for sure can't do that while he's not here. Mm. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. The estate needs to sue Justin Timberlake too for his his tribute that he did at the Super Bowl because that was trash. Sorry, JT. That was the man in the woods year. It was gross. Whatever he was doing, they need to sue Justin Timberlake. He said he had like the key to, like I don't know. He said some weird shit about Prince. I'm mad at Ju- that. Brought up some dirt about Justin Timberlake. I was I was getting mad about Justin Timberlake. And that guy, those two, I look I'm at the same. I'm not sure why you look at them. In regards to, they're just because. Just look at Justin Timberlake's history with Prince, and you'll know. Mm, they got a weird history, weird relationship there. Yeah. Swears he like. <laughs> I don't know. He's. <laughs> I don't know. That's all. Just a little disrespectful, man. You can't be. Don't put disrespect on Prince's name. You can't just do stuff without. Him or his estate's blessing. And definitely not without his estate, because that's just, that's his extension now. So, you can't, how is he going to sell some shit just because he worked on it? That's crazy. He would he should have known. Well, he tried it. Prince had to change his name to a symbol just to try to put out music. What does this producer think he's going to do with some Prince vocals and try to get away with it? (laughs) He tried it. He tried it. He definitely tried it, and it definitely backfired. <laughs> well, better luck next time, buddy. Hopefully, you're getting residuals off all your uh, past work that the Prince Estate does have out. Mm. Man. All right. So, today is, well, tomorrow, tomorrow night, and Friday, the official day of. The record store day is on. The official date is April 13th for the record store day. And we have a news item on our official website about some of the releases that are coming out this year on that date. And apparently it's becoming an even bigger day than ever before, as there are supposed to be over like 550 either re releases, special issues, or kind of. Just regular releases on this day. That is the word on the street. Somebody was excited today telling me, like, yo, it's about to be, like, you know, like, and like National, like, Record Day or some shit. He was like, yo, fam, 
Like this is this is a record breaking year. You know how many things are being released? I'm like what? He's like, oh, I'm 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 specifically excited about Sublime, but I gotta check out some other stuff. It's like, <laughs> like word. Yeah. So I mean, I've never really. I've always thought it was a really cool thing. I've never personally kind of been involved with the day, yeah. but I think it is cool to see stuff kind of find new life and to see like the physical medium and just the whole act of going to like an independent record store yeah. still kind of be celebrated. Well, vinyl's back. It's such like a cool thing. Vinyl's you know? back. Yeah, vinyl's definitely back. Um, thanks to a lot of the hipsters in Brooklyn. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, it's cool. I Like I said, I've never actually had the experience of going through, like, a record store to do, like, find and discover music. But that's a cool thing to do, and it's a cool way to celebrate. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's weird. I knew it was weird uh, when I saw, like, this weekend, uh, I Friday. by some random department store, and they had vinyl. They had, like, Run the Jewels on vinyl and shit. Like, brand new, like albums from like everybody pretty much has vinyl now because you make way more money on that than anything else well them shits are expensive fam (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're expensive it's not like buying a CD Mm -hmm. so some highlights some highlights that will be available are Angelo Badalamenti and David Lynch is Twin Peaks Season 2 music and more. It's like a vinyl reissue. Um, it will include a 24-page collector's photo book. Elvis Costello and the Imposters coming with a new EP titled Purse. Include songs. Costello wrote with Paul McCartney, Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash, and Bert Backrack. It's limited to 3,000 copies. James Brown's show is funky down here. Is being re-released. Um, Prince's Versace Experience, originally from 1995, which is I don't know if it, I guess it's being re-released. It was given out at the time of I guess one of the designers' collection shows in Paris, huh. and a couple other things. So you should definitely head on the site and see the full news article. But for those of you that are hyped about Record Store Day. You guys have lots to look forward to this Friday. A whole lot. So for the next few, these are pulled straight from our site and from our writers who wrote a bunch of news pieces that were kind of hitting the airwaves. The Palace of Versace is set to host its first... Did I say Versace? Palace of Versace. The Palace of Versailles of Versailles is set to host its first ever rave. Oh, Versailles? Yeah, Versailles. That's it. I'm all, I'm all, all mixed up with the words. Right <laughs> the Palace of Versailles having their first ever rave. First ever rave. Yes, that shit's lit. It's already sold out. I'm sure. I'm not sure. I'm, hmm. I'm not sure, but tickets actually aren't that expensive. Oh, that's great. I don't think it's actually going to be held directly inside. The building, <laughs> right. I think, and probably uh, in the tent, one of its guard, one of its gardens or halls or something. It's so fucking massive that you know, yeah, plenty of places it can hold it. Right. 
That's crazy. And it will be happening June 8th. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, actually, a few friends posted about that, too. I saw that in my timeline. Um, actually, Annalisa, um, one of the people we've interviewed in the uh, Presents series, uh, she had mentioned being interested. So <laughs> It was pretty dope. Yeah, so if you are in the area around June 8th, you can go have a rave in the palace for the first time ever. Yeah. That sounds epic. And you should probably go because they might shut it down if it's too good. So you might only get I have a feeling it's going to be relatively tame. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but all things that are tame have pockets of debauchery. (laughs) The Met is opening a new exhibition dedicated to rock and roll's greatest instruments. Hmm. In cooperation with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Met is organizing its first exhibition of rock and roll instruments titled Play It Loud, The Instruments of Rock and Roll, and it will open on April 8th. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. It will include instruments from guitars and pianos to drum kits, but also vintage costumes, posters, and concert footage from a whole host of very well-known rock stars. Hmm. Word. So that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Probably have to go up there. It's going to be up for a while, I'm sure. To make my way over there to the Met. It looks like they really, you know, took their time on it, so. Yeah, I mean, the Met's always, anytime they do one of these new things, like, like a few years ago, they just introduced, like, this whole fashion thing that they never had before, so, like, I'm sure... This will be just as like much a big deal, cause I, I'm I've seen posters and stuff around town. You know, I've seen like you know shit everywhere. So I don't know. I'll check it out. Try to grab some some photos if I can get up there. Speaking of exhibitions, Bob Dylan is. Having his own art exhibition to open in Tulsa at the University of Tulsa's Gilcrease Museum. And it will be an exhibition of his artwork and handwritten song lyrics. And it will open on May 10th and it'll be open until September 15th of this year. Mm. That's really cool for fans. So, yeah. And just if you're, people. it's a little weird that's in Oklahoma. Um, but there's the yeah, Bob Dylan Center that's opening there too. So specific, like why? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know if he's from there. I don't know his connection to Oklahoma, but I know there is a ton of his stuff in that area, and they have like a whole Bob Dylan Center being constructed there. I think opening next year. Oh, crazy! So if you're in Oklahoma and you love Bob Dylan. Go check that out. So reports say that the music business is doing extremely well. It made over $19 billion last year, and it is its highest point in 12 years since 2007, which was, I think it made $18.4 billion. Obviously, thanks in large part to streaming. Streams. 
streams. Damn, 12 years? That's crazy that it hasn't gone more than that since 12 years ago. Well, I mean, as you know, music has always been kind of predicted to be uh, a dying business in that... Yeah. Thanks in large part to CD sales basic being non-existent, physical sales being non-existent, sales in general just being non-existent, that it would go away. And of course, you know, record labels aren't going to let that happen. They pivoted and they found a way to get your money regardless mm-hmm. and still not pay artists. And they do it even and they pay artists even less now thanks to streaming subscriptions. So they just pocket yeah. a fuckload of money now. So solo offense. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the deals that kids are getting in now. Because <laughs> they realize, like, oh, I can just give them... If I can convince them to sign away their rights to all that they create that's attached to this brand by just giving them this one-time fee, oof, I'm going to be making bread off of this new kid. <laughs> you know? like, like I mean... Quite honestly, a lot of, it's crazy. It's a genius business strategy because you don't really have to market individual artists as much as you had to back in the day because it's all on one platform. And discovery is such a big kind of part of that mm-hmm. that you don't really have to do it nearly to the extent that they had to do it before. You know, they had to spend millions of dollars to kind of launch an artist. And now, yeah, basically almost nothing. Especially if that artist, yeah, had, like had a streaming buzz platforms are deciding to break artists that are independent and shit. Like, like half of Denzel Curry's relevance comes from Spotify. I promise, because or the SoundCloud. way they posted him, or SoundCloud. But like out here in New York, they have billboards that you have to see in downtown. They have like the newcomers or like whatever they they put one of the artists that they're promoting on the billboards. So, like, people are seeing their promotions, and they're like, oh, who's that artist? I'm going to check that well, out. Well, yeah, I mean, and because it's so simple that you, all you have to do is hit play now. You don't have to worry about going to a store and buying an album or, you know, trying to find them on the radio or nothing like that. It's it's yeah. even more, it's even worse for artists than it has been before. Like, people are saying all those days are done, <laughs> yeah. but the record labels have found a way to make things even better for themselves and even worse for artists, quite frankly. Yeah. Unless you're a giant artist and it's designed for Yeah, you. and that's all of... Like Drake. Less than 10 artists like that. <laughs> yeah. Drake was announced as, like, the most streamed artist of all time on Apple. So top 10 selling artists in the, in the order, in the same order with Drake... BTS, Ed Sheeran, Post Malone, Eminem, Queen, Imagine Dragons, Ariana Grande, Lady Gaga, and Bruno Mars. And that's pretty much all streaming. And that's pretty much mostly hip-hop, R&B influence. You're welcome. I mean, you have Queen because of Bohemian Rhapsody. Word. But. I feel you on that. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> I mean, Ariana Grande the amount of money is, is being pop made R&B. from streaming is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Ed Sheeran, you know, he gets in his his R and B bag, his his like 
you know. It's nice. Hip hop is the highest stream. Well, what is it? It's the uh, biggest music genre, basically. You could say that. I don't yeah. know the numbers, but it's hard to argue. Otherwise, it's definitely the most influential. Yeah. Yeah, like there's some crazy stuff going on. Like even that. Uh, I don't know if we were gonna talk we about are. like we'll get there in a second. Oh, word. So yeah, there's all kinds of crazy shit happening right now, man. Like the music business is crazy, and and like what's wilder about it is like you know that slow period of when like the the music industry looked like it was dying was because the like brick and mortar music industry was dying except for like shows. It is if, dead. If people can put people's in into venues, then it's good. So that's where people like Russ came from that like weren't fucking really in the industry for a long time, and then. You know, they're just like, well, I made a million without y'all. So, you know, you're not going to put me in a deal like that. I mean, like I said, it's it's never been a better time to be a record label. You're, especially a record label that owns any percentage of these streaming services. Because you're just pocketing Don't money hand over fist. And on a guaranteed monthly basis. Like, you don't have to worry about having a ton of misses because if you're getting a percentage of streaming, you're going to have that every month just off of subscription payments, you know? So it's, it's a hell of a, it's hell of a business platform, a business strategy for them. They, they figured it out. They found yeah, a way man. to reverse their fortunes in a big way. Yeah. You you make a playlist on my platform that you, you basically rent the, your playlist. For the rest of your life, you're renting the playlist that you make for you. Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Like, <laughs> Spotify is the biggest hustle of all time. That's crazy. But and and they were mad at Napster, man. Bring Napster back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Napster's dead, but they shouldn't do the market. Crazy. Um. So I'm gonna skip this last one. We're just gonna go right into. You kind of alluded to and how the how hip hop is basically influencing everything and basically how Billboard is completely fucking out of touch with everything. And that brings me, of course, to Lil Nas X Old Town Road. Old Town Road, are y'all so, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit up. earlier how Particularly in rap, you did mention there's this whole wave of like basically meme rap and like comedy raps that have turned into big hits for people that I don't think necessarily were aiming for them to be, you know. And this a thousand yeah. percent was something he kind of just made for fun and it just, yeah, fucking blew up. It blew up like, like, fire, like. And it's crazy. At first, I was just going to disregard it, to be honest, until the remix. I did disregard it. I was like, oh, The okay. remix. It's not bad. I was like, it's not terrible. I mean, it's definitely a... I, I was like, I'm for sure not supposed to be taking it seriously. So, okay, whatever, yeah. whatever. But then, of right. course, Billboard made it into something by removing it from country charts. That made it even yeah. bigger than it was before. 
like I said, it was going Everybody to. Everybody had to listen to what this song was. What's this country song? It's not a country song, you know. So like streaming through the roof, and then of course, in a genius move, he remixed it with Billy Ray Cyrus, who actually Mr. dropped a pretty My fire breaky heart, y'all. Goddamn guest feature, fam. That when I tell you. The remix is lit. I was kind of mad because I was like, I like this song now. I might have to put this in my playlist. This might have to be in the rotation. <laughs> Billy Ray killed it, fam. Like, I was like, Billy Ray's coming back with the heat. Oh, he killed it. Killed it. And now that song is atop of the Billboard Hot 100. It is number one. And it is the only. And if they consider this. <laughs> A country song again, which they should because Billy Ray Cyrus is on there now. It is only the third country song in 30 years to make it to number one, and it needed hip hop to do that. So now he's looking at him like, So y'all want a number one or not? Like, (laughs) that's so wrong. Like, oh, y'all kick me off? I'm gonna make it go number one with a country with one of y'all people then. Like, what's up? That's tight. That's crazy. I still don't think it's technically on the country charts, but it doesn't fucking matter because it's number one on all yeah. the charts. Yeah, I, I, what I was taking from it, I was like, this is a southern record. I wasn't thinking country, I was thinking southern because I was like, this is trap and country, which come from the south. So I was just thinking this is a southern record. So they should have like a southern, I don't know, it just sounded like of the south. <laughs> Now, I mean, with a twist. I don't know. I mean, for me, it's country enough for it to if be. If they took out the bass, like, if there was no 808s on it, it would be 100% country. But all genres have, you know, their own spinoffs, their own subgenres. Like, how are you going to say this can't be in that same genre when hip hop has so many subs, pop, hip hop, pop, and all these have their own subgenres that are so different than what's considered like traditional? But they're all still in that same, they still group them all in that same genre and category. So just because it is more modern and like has some trap elements, which newsflash, every fucking major song has trap elements now, For real. doesn't make it like, not a country Blake song. Shelton just did some trap shit. Like. <laughs> Particularly when country in general nowadays and you can tell me if I'm wrong because I'm not like super big in country, but every major country song I hear nowadays is super pop. So it's like that's country. Like what? Like yeah. how do you, how are we defining this now? Yeah, yeah. Like they were they were crossing the line. Like when they when they're trying to cross over, but keep it country, but with the crossover, like that'll go number one on the country charts. But what's the difference? Just like, because it's hip hop crossover instead of pop crossover, yeah. like I don't. Why aren't you mad at the elements? Why aren't you? Why aren't you mad at the elements they added that you know aren't traditional country elements in in those cases? <laughs> Do you know? I think I think what they I don't know, man. It's kind of weird. It's weird. So Billboard has released a statement, and they said they may consider reinstating Old Town Road to the country charts. Determining which chart a song lives on is an ongoing process, depends on a number of factors, 
most notably the song's musical composition, but also how the song is marketed and promoted, the musical history of the artist, airplay the song receives, and how the song is platformed on streaming services. Basically, they're saying they we have no fucking idea. Separate thing. Basically, what they're saying is we have no fucking idea how to classify songs these days. Yeah. Because everything is a crossover. We just everything. Make it up. Yeah, everything's a crossover. Yeah. Facts. 100%. Like, what is Ariana Grande's last album? Is it R&B? Is it pop? Is it... what? Like, what is it, bro? Yeah. I'm, I'm confused. What's Blake... What's what's James Blake's last album? Like, what, what, like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what are, what, are, what are these single genre talk? Like, like I don't... I don't... So, I mean... Lady Gaga's last album was a country album. And I don't think they were giving her love on the country charts like that. So I guess that brings me to a question that I just now thought of, didn't really think about before. Is there even a need for genre-specific charts anymore? I mean, outside of the fact of giving certain artists from certain genres some sort of like bragging rights and like acclaim. Because they're number one in that specific field, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard now because... But for Billboard, I don't really see... Basically, there's so much history. Country has their own Hall of Fame, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, they have their own award show. Okay, so they're yeah. Not rock gonna, roll, they're not going to not keep their tradition. A ton of rappers in there now. And R&B singers. Yeah. So, what are we talking about the here? Country wants to be specific. Country wants to stay country. Then country should be, get their own billboard. They think that's... Mm, that's a, but from I mean, Billboard's perspective, what's the point of having genre-specific uh, you know, charts anymore? Because... I mean, that's a great question. Basically, like, why? impossible. Who's streaming what? Like, who's streaming what? Define. What's the top 100 of who's streaming what, period? Like... You know, like, and I think most de- people these days, most people listen to pretty much everything. It's not like too many people that only listen to one specific genre these days, because everything is so available that I don't, I just don't see the purpose of it anymore, particularly from Billboard's perspective, outside of having more content to talk about. That's interesting. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know if that's because, like, the Billboard Awards is coming up, too. I don't know how their awards works. Like, do they have, because I, I don't even remember looking into them that much. Like, with, do they have, like, a country? I never watch, so I literally like don't know, but I'm sure they do. Yeah. I don't know. Because that's interesting. I wonder. I'm going to have to look into that with their but award show and see how you don't have to base an award show off of charts, right? I mean, it's the Billboard Awards. What else would they base They're on? not handing out awards on who was uh, charted the longest or who charted number one. It's supposed to be who's best, right? I mean, they're handing out plaques. For who's best. It's like the Grammys. So, like, you're not basing it off of who sold the most, typically. I guess. Or so. Or ideally, I, I mean, if you did, wouldn't you be mad if you lost? You'd be like, "Yo, I was the number one streaming artist." I mean, you gave what the fuck does that mean? Travis Scott lost. 
but in the Billboard. Yeah, awards? I'm talking about Grammys, just awards in general. Oh no, nah, the Billboard is different than the Grammys. It's, it doesn't have the same prestige. Agreed, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> the way they run their award show is almost exact same. They run their rules are probably almost exact same as Grammys. See, that's interesting. I wonder if fans can vote. I wonder if they got IP. All right, but we're getting. I don't. I don't care about the words. I don't care about the words. That's not. (laughs) Anyway, specifically about the charts. Hip hop and country. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it makes other genres feel more special. Being feel relevant. Feel relevant, but yeah. I guess for people who are specifically not trying to look outside of what they like, it's easier to find what's new and hot that way. I mean, yeah, but that's they're catering to a niche, I suppose, now. It may not have been a niche before, but it's a niche now. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's they clearly have no fucking idea how to define anything or really, you know don't have like a grasp on what is what so I just just don't really see the point I mean this whole little Nas X thing makes them look like fucking idiots like that's all I really have to say it's like you you look you look stupid y'all look y'all look crazy all you had to do was put Billy Ray Cyrus on it for for you to like swallow your tongue and 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 look confused oh they really have when you put it's fucking genius to get an artist like that on there. Genius. Hell yeah. Fucking in quick too. Like Oh man, I like, mean, you know Billy Ray Cyrus saw damn, I get number one hit. Easy off this facts. It was already buzzing like crazy, so it's not that hard to get somebody on there. Hell yeah. And and Billy Ray said Fendi. Like he was in touch with like the shit that's out now. I was like, What? I was like, Billy Ray knows about Fendi? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like, who wrote this for for Billy Ray? See his daughter. That's Come what on. I was thinking. All I'm saying is another thing. How it, how is his feature on a hip hop infused song better than all of his daughter's shit put together? Fam, <laughs> I was confused. I was like, he's killing Miley. Like Miley's never done anything on the hip hop side like this good. Like, like she never, tried so hard. You know, like, like she's done so many years to put out some man, shit on hip hop side. In one song, he shitted on her entire crossover attempt. Everything. It was like it was like it was crazy. It was just like, oh, that's Miley's dad. He's 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 dadding her right now. He's showing <laughs> her what's up. Like, <laughs> like it was crazy. I was like, damn. Billy Ray has bars. I was like, what is this right now? Like, I, I, he was OG swaggy on that beat. That's the, that shit made me like the song even more. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, God damn, he fucking spazzed on this shit. I'm telling you, I want to listen to it again. Like, that's actually how much Billy Ray did. For I and dead I was ass, mad. I was like, oh, do I really I like dead ass skip Lil Nas like, yeah, X. Good. I dead ass skip Lil Nas X and just listen to this verse. A word? I'm gonna have to look at Like honestly, I'm not a fan of Nas X. Like he is a meme rapper and he put out a meme rap song that just happened to go viral. 
So I don't really, I still don't yeah. really consider him like seriously. It's hard out here for meme rappers. He just got outshined it's real big hard. time. So it's smart, yeah. but it's also not the smartest at the same time because you, they're not really talking about you specifically anymore. You know, so I, I mean, That's true. I have a hard time seeing him coming back. He's got another one with anything significant after this one, but for this song, smash. Yeah, it's true. But you guys, let us yeah. know um, in the comments what you guys think about this whole Billboard situation and kind of genre charts and trying to define what is what. And yeah, just let us know. You know my thoughts. So I, I had no idea that Coachella was this weekend. Oh yeah, I just happened to look on Instagram, and of course, see all the Coachella uh, posts from yeah. uh, from a bunch of trendy tryhard people. Um, yeah, all I know is Solange wasn't performing. That's the only. I don't know the lineup. <laughs> At all? Neither do I. I just know that she wasn't on. <laughs> That's all. For some reason. That's all I know. Coachella's weird. It got too popular, fam. So, it brought me to another... I mean, it brought me to another question. Is... Is Coachella still... You know... Relevant? Is it still important... To, I think it's getting more commercial to like the culture, to music culture. Ah, that's a good question. I think it is, but it isn't. It's weird. I think it's like, I think it's becoming the staple festival, like American music festival. It is for sure. Like no, it is. Year. It has been for a while. So like I think I think it's yeah well I think Bonnaroo and Coachella were close in mm. probably the early two thousands like oh oh five like oh seven to like mm, like maybe twenty ten but Coachella just kept picking up more steam because it's in Cali. Everybody wants to go to Cali. Well, they want to go down. back then, Coachella was super important to the culture. It was big on breaking new artists and showing new artists and celebrating, you know, the music and, and whatnot. But I feel like nowadays it's almost everything but the music. Right. It's weird. It's very weird. I have a weird feeling about it in terms of how I would like it used to be something really people would look forward to the performances and actually being there. But I think it's, I think it's part of the like social media age that we're in where like, it's all about the social media age. A thousand percent. People have like, I mean, it's smart for them to really kind of, it's about. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you were saying like, but yeah, nobody really cares to like experience the shit. They're just like, want to say they were there, like take the pictures. They need their Coachella outfits ready for Coachella, you know, get the Coachella fit, like shit like that. 
bunch of websites selling Coachella yeah. house, Coachella clothing, stuff like this. You know, like right. It's definitely about the social media age, and I mean they're smart to tap into that because it's a uh, fuck like it's making a ton of sales for them. But it's like, all right, yeah, you are far from what. Which I mean, most good things as time goes on and as you know, exposure to it becomes more and, you know, money comes in more. They've gotten far away from, like, I feel like what their original purpose and core identity was, which was music and discovering music and, you know, enjoying that whole process of discovering music with other people. And, you know, it was, I remember when it was first on, it was specifically tailored towards basically unknown smaller artist yeah and then i remember when it was such a big hoopla when it was like oh you're inviting all these big name artists now you know like yeah when it was like three big names people on were it, like it having a, a fucking like it was two camps like oh this is great or it was like you're you're killing you're destroying That's what it where was festivals you know? got weird because festivals used to only be like three big like names to headline, yeah. and then everybody would be a small name. Yes. Like it wouldn't be like all big names. It would be like three big bolds, and then the whole page is like small names of like you know bands and artists and shit. Like now it's like everyone's got to be in bold and shit. Like the same. It's size, all big acts. All big like. Like it's weird. Like you can't even get excited because like sometimes like. The lineup is crazy. Like, how are you supposed to even like? I don't even know. Like, this shit is crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. It's and cool that you know Beyonce did it. it. It's cool that you know all these big artists did it. But it's like these are artists that you I, most people have already gone to see in like concert and shit. So it's like, yeah. All right, now you're just. I don't know. For me, it's. I, I mean, cause it. I feel like it does a disservice to some of the other artists, cause like. Those artists are gonna have some shit going that's like gonna make everybody else's performances look crazy. Yeah, yeah. Other people's unknown acts will never be talked about now. A thousand percent. Yeah, because this shit is gonna look whack now. Like, oh, you didn't, you guys didn't have the fucking dancers doing the pyro and and shooting shirts out (laughs) at us. We got free shit when Beyonce hit. Like, you know, like (laughs) case in point, (laughs) Beyonce is. Case in point, Beyonce is working, I believe, with Netflix or HBO. I can't remember. Somebody tell me in the comments. Is working with them to create a documentary specifically about her 2018 Coachella set. Oh, my God. That's crazy. (laughs) Case in point. I mean, for me personally, I don't think it's important to the music culture anymore. Like, I I just... It just feels like another cog in the machine. It seems like you know everybody's playing. Well, I think I think it's becoming irrelevant because there's a trend with um, these big name artists making their own festivals for things, like the Dreamville Festival. You know, like mm-hmm. the, uh, the Rock Nation. Uh, um, you know, like everybody's having festivals like of their own and, and grabbing artists. And, right. and doing their own shit and that's becoming what the old shit was like it's becoming cooler to do that now so I, think I mean if there's more artists are, a, are doing that there's a ridiculous amount of festivals but obviously Coachella is still like the name yeah. brand value of it you know it's still I think greater than 
most other festivals because it's kind of earned that over the years. But in terms of yeah. bringing something to the industry, to you know the culture, I don't think it does it anymore. I just don't. I just think it's super industry now, basically. Yeah. It's a yeah, machine. It's, it's like it's a machine for the industry though, now. For the culture. Well, it's like it's like pop summer jam. It's like it's like pop. It's like summer jam for the pop nation. Like uh, summer jam will bring out young artists. Summer jam will bring out young acts. Still. Mm, yeah, if they're yeah, kind of that's up and coming. Summer jam will bring out. Yeah, up and coming that Ebro. But summer, likes. but summer jam's a show. This is a festival. It's a little different. It's supposed to be a music festival. Yeah. Well, and so when all you when your smallest print name is somebody who's pretty fucking well known, it's kind of like, all right, well, it's a far cry from what I remember how it started out as. As like this yeah. cool. There's just way too many names. I can't believe all these people are playing. Because it's a it's a it's a great once they saw what it can do for you know a. Uh, uh, a big name artist kind of exposure and, and, you know, career, like not career, but exposure wise, especially if you have like an album coming out or anytime soon that then all the big name artists started volunteering to basically be a part of it. Because before you couldn't get a big name to do festivals, they're like, do a festival, share it with them. these many artists. Like, fuck no. Like, but once they saw what it can do for them, now they're all running towards it. And that just pushes out all, like all the, smaller, more niche artists that you kind of, you know, Coachella built there and basically whole culture and, like, image image about. Billie Eilish is getting the bag. She's doing multiple days. All right. It's, uh, industry, industry definitely paid him. Hey, we need this spot. She's big name artist. She's big. She's new. Like, this is... Oh, oh yeah. Like... It's, it's just another tool that's, for the so industry. So that's what point. they're doing. I see it because now that I'm looking at the days, I'm seeing the biggest names having either multiple days headlined or, yeah, like like her, Kanye, Ariana Grande, Khalid, YG, Playboy Cardi, like Pusha T. And this is just one day. This is like the last day, I think, which is always a popping day. But like 070 Shake, you know. And then there's like a bunch of names I've never heard of in here mixed in. But I don't know how well they're going to do with those other names playing around and shit. For me, for me, it's become like a characterization of itself. It basically become like its own running joke. You know, people joke about music festivals, how like pretentious and <laughs> fucking hipster they've become and stuff like that. Like, it's like the cool thing to do now yeah. for people that don't know shit about music or really care about music, yeah. just kind of to be seen. And for social media posts and yeah. likes and shit, that's basically what it's fully become. And it's like, it's frustrating to see. It might meet its end because of that. It might meet its end. Oh, it'll lose its it coolness. Stop it. It, I think it's already starting to lose like its coolness factor. Like, I don't see nearly as many people, yeah. like, hyped about buying tickets for Coachella as when it was kind of back in the heyday. Because it's, it's going to be just move on to the next festival because it's going to lose all its cool kind of equity that it had built up before it I feel like put that's a big what happened to Warp Tour. Warp Tour was kind of like that. 
and then that died. I mean, I guess we always have South by Southwest, but other than that, like South by's getting weird, fam. South by is getting. We've got like maybe five more years before it gets commercial as fuck. Yeah, well, I don't know because Austin, it's a little different out there. They they like to keep their shit. A I know, weird, huh? but the artists are going. The artists are gonna make it cool. It's just. Like, not just, like, the musical artists, but, like, visual artists are, like, doing things in conjunction more frequently. Like, I've been seeing it. It's a trend. So, like, the year's coming. They're going to get bigger budgets to do better things. So then more things are going to happen. I mean, it's good. It's good because, you know, it gets bigger and it gets more, you know, exposure or whatever. But then at the same time, it kind of fucking kills what was cool about it, you know? It's uh, it's always always the, the dilemma because it's the same thing that's happening with... Like Burning Man. Burning Man is no longer Burning Man with it. It's historically and legendarily been known as because once you have like Victoria's Secret models out there posting a thousand pictures from Burning Man, just posing and shit like, all right, brother, what yeah, the fuck are we doing now? That's not real. Like, what are we doing now? It's not real. <laughs> like, this is yeah, just... real. Real people from Burning Man went there with nothing and and hung out with a bunch of people they never met, right? And and shared the food and the water for like, uh, you know, a couple, like you know, like these things were really just like surviving together. That's what Burning Man was about. I don't know. Not just, ah! I just hate to see something so fucking cool and kind of pure lose itself like that just because of the corporate, you know, yeah. commercialization of it. I feel like that's exactly what happened to to Coachella, and like now that I see or hear Coachella, I'm just like, oh, like fuck no. Yeah, I used to want to go, but like now I'm like, oh, I'm cool, I'm cool. I'm good. There's a live stream of everything if you really wanted to watch some of these performances. Like it's just like, just like no real need, except for certain artists who say no recording because. Some of them like to hide stuff for their tour. They do like a tour type shit, and they want to hide it so everybody doesn't know what they're gonna get already. Yeah, that's the only time it usually doesn't stream. Just FYI, for peeps. Eminem did it last year. I remember that specifically. I was like, oh, I couldn't see Eminem set, so I was actually gonna look for some reason. I don't know why I was gonna look, but for some reason I wanted to see it. And like he, yeah. Mm. Didn't allow I don't know. It just because they do live streams. There's actually a live stream. I know. They're 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 televising a live stream. Like it's now that's cool. Like all this social media shit is crazy. Like it sucks. They got a host. It for the sucks. Live stream. No, it sucks. That's... It sucks now. <laughs> they got a host. They got. Host it sucks now. For sure. it, like uh, God. that's crazy. It's disappointing. When when did Coachella get a live stream? That sounds weird as fuck. Like, it's disappointing. It sounds but, great, I mean, but it sounds weird. Like it's cool but bad at the same time. Like terrible. I don't know. I don't know. But you guys let us know. What do you guys think about you know this whole Coachella thing? Do you think it's still important to you know the culture and music culture? And do you think it's kind of lost? You know, some of it's like equity because of its over commercialization, and you know the corporate involvement like most things when they become big bigger than itself let us know in the comments wherever this goes up 
So we talked about pretty much everything except the elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> I was feeling good, man. <laughs> we have to talk about it. We haven't it's talked gone. about it when it happened. Almost forgot. Today was his memorial, Nipsey Hustle, and it was in the Lakers uh, Stadium Arena. Staples Center and yep. Staples Center. I, I want to say over twenty thousand people came out to show love, and that alone is fucking amazing. But I don't really want to get into the whole incident too much because I think most this part most people kind of know what went down. Um, just, I just want to know, like, what was your kind of first reaction? Oh, man. Well, my first reaction, I was at home. I was chilling, and I don't know what I was about to do. I was just, like, on my computer or something. And then uh, my fiance said, was like, you know that rapper, Nipsey Hussle? I was like, yeah. She was like, he died. I was like, what? I was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, nah, not Nipsey. I was like, what do you mean he got shot somewhere? Like, I, you know, I was like, wait, hold up, what? I was starting looking like, wait, what? Nipsey, like, I was like, wait, what? Like, it started to, like, sink in for real? Because it felt like a joke. Like, a, like, a, like, like some meme floating around and, like, some bullshit. Like, it didn't sound possible. For real, like for some for some reason, I was just like that. That's not real, you know. Like it could have been anybody else in the game, probably, and I wouldn't have thought that. But like when that came, I was just taken back, and I was just then I was just sad. Like I just <laughs> was so sad right then after that. Like, cause then I thought about like his kid and his girl. I just thought about the Grammys and, and, like, how well Victory Lab did. And, like, I was just, I was just, like, he was about to, like, oh, man. It was just so upsetting just to see that potential. Like, he did so much already, which is crazy. But then to see, like, the blueprints for what he was about to do, and then he he couldn't do it. And I was just mad at that. I was more mad at, like, you know, like, that was a guy that was, like, really taking the steps to better himself and people around him, you know? So, like, I was just sad to, like, hear uh, it happen to a guy like that. Yeah, um, like you, when I first heard it, I didn't fucking believe it. Like, somebody texted me, yo, Nip, Nip got shot five times. Like, if she else got shot, like. Nah, man, uh, quit fucking with me. Like, nah, nah, I really got shot. Like, you know, like you, I'm looking everywhere, looking news, trying to see whatever, what's up, what's up. I'm like, yeah, damn, like, like how? nah. Like, how? Like, nah, nah, that can't can't be right. Like, then I'm like, right. Man, he, he gonna be right. You know what I'm saying? He gonna pull through that shit. Like, and then, like, an hour later, if she also dead, like, bro, like, in disbelief. Uttered like disbelief, like even to this point, like I I don't 
it doesn't feel real. I can't believe out of all people, Nipsey Hustle got taken away. Like, like this one was tough, but like honestly, this one's tough. Like I, I, I haven't really watched. I was saying a lot of the articles him, and the videos like, and the new stuff and like the, uh, like he had his memorial and he had some some clips of it. I've seen a couple clips, but I don't, I didn't want to watch it. Like, I just can't. Still, like that shit just feels. I watched the one that is fucking real. in London. She she had like the most beautiful speech and like words of encouragement. She was so strong up there and shit. But um, you know, she like ended Unreal. with a quote like from Nipsey and it was crazy. Nipsey's mom said some amazing like I was well yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. Just to like see his mom you you knew like oh wow, like you know like what she said was like, oh, you could see how Nipsey was so smart. Like that, that was his mom said something like that. Like, you know, like it was just crazy. All this, like, and then across the nation, I've been seeing like, like the candlelight vigils. Um, that's like in, you know, Detroit, uh, you know, Texas, uh, you know, like all across, you know, the country, people are like gathering together and stuff and like, Showing their support in groups. I mean, like, it's, bro, it's like, crazy. like I was, I mean, like I was about to say, like, I'm saying, like, not Nip, bro, like, not, not him, like, not this guy. Like, it was utter disbelief. And then, like, once you know, get all the conspiracy bullshit out the way and then all this other stuff. And, like, I kind of already knew what was, what was going to be the story because he was in his own old neighborhood it's like almost always the same fucking story and like then i just the disbelief basically turned to like just utter fucking disgust like like yo like y'all not tired of this shit like i don't know i'm i'm yeah, super it literally super just tired of like just stories bro like over and over and over like the same bullshit bro like and it's and it's always like people that's like trying to do some shit like, and then to have to be him, and in his own neighborhood where he bought all the businesses, like he owned that whole shopping shopping yeah, market in front of his store in front of Marathon. Where he, he gave back yeah. like he gave everything like this guy like this is the guy like for the, for y'all don't know this is the guy bro like. A lot of people, a lot of fans try to be like, oh, these these rappers aren't real. These musicians ain't real. They'll never come back. They'll never get back. Once they get theirs, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not real real people. They're not real stand-up. They don't stand by what they say. Like, this was the guy, bro. Like, mm-hmm. he did everything that people wanted their artists and celebrities and successful people to be and do that come from them areas. Mm-hmm. That was him, bro. Like he he did everything. Like he, yeah. he stood by everything he said. He never left. Like he, I mean, he obviously didn't live there, but mm-hmm. he was always there. He gave back. Like he came back, invested in that area. Like he did so much for that whole area, his home. Yeah, and he was always real about it, and like wasn't no faking. Like everything he said he was about to do, like he he did it. And then this is the guy y'all killed, bro. Like, 
I was just fucking disgusted, bro. Like, I was disgusted. He made sure everyone, he, he, he didn't just, like, fully own the businesses he partnered with people so they would own their business he hired convicts like, in all of his businesses because he knew they couldn't get jobs bro like this facts. guy did everything we fucking say we want our artists our celebrities to do and this is the fucking guy we kill bro like i was fucking disgusted bro like i'm just tired of this shit bro like something got changed like honestly something Something has to change. Like, if nothing changes after this, like, we just on some bullshit at this point because you won't find a better person to represent I mean, we everything with this, we want, bro. This is Nipsey Hussle. Shit is crazy. I just still... Like, this one hate me deep, it's bro. Just, like, the more I think about it, the harder it is to, like, still... Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. It's nothing, it just, it just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Because he's, like, the realest dude, like, like, I saw people's reactions, like, I don't know why people were reacting, like, celebs and stuff, but, like, some people, you know, had to post just to, like, you know, show that they were mourning and stuff, and, like, the game was, like, driving down the street like at like three in the morning saying like he couldn't go to sleep he's like i'm driving down slossing man like, this is just fucked up like he was like crying and shit like but like not on his face just like on the street and shit like he was just, like i'm fucking just driving around fucking shit. what the fuck like this is what we do like you know like it was crazy like so you got rappers like the game you know in tears because that's his homie in his hood you know like in that area like, they were out there building things. Like, oh, what we need to talk... So, this is another thing. Nipsey Hussle, like, the gangs... Like, when we talk about gang violence, like, Bloods Against Crips, Nipsey Hussle, like, united the gangs. Like, there's the same... Uh, So, yesterday, I think, or no, a couple days ago, they had uh, a gang member march, and it was literally all the Bloods and all the Crips marching together for Nipsey Hussle. There was no coverage of that, but like that never happened, and that's something Nipsey Hussle, like his life created, was like uh, a a kinship for opposing sides in the streets to connect with. Bro, he did a lot, man. He he did too much to even like really talk about and discuss in this one podcast. It's just like you really just had to research what this guy stood for and like what he did and like everything he he backed up you know it all the words he said and gave him songs that he fucking went and actually backed up like man this will hurt bro like I'm not gonna act like I was the biggest Nipsey Hustle fan where I listen to his music every single day but I mean you know me like I've 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 listened to him since Bulls ain't got no name while you won like, I've been on him since basically the beginning. Like, I was like, yo, this dude's different, bro. Like, he's yeah, he thinking different. He's talking different. Like, like he motivates. Like, he's he's inspirational with all his words and, like, the things that he's saying. Like, he's always trying to give give game back in. He sold his, he sold one of his mixtapes, like, like a, like a art object. Like, this is art. Like, he sold it for $100, like, uh. A copy one time, like as a he sold a thousand project. copies of I want to say Crenshaw for a hundred dollars seat, and then did 
a hundred copies, a thousand dollars each of mailbox money. Yeah. And we're like, and, and we just talked about like how happy we were, even though it wasn't our album of the year, how happy we were that he even got nominated for Grammys. Cause he been at this and he yeah. been putting out fire shit. Like he been. I mean, we were like, torn. We talked about him for a while because we really wanted like to put him in that too. Like, like um, yeah, we love that. Like I said, like I might not slap this shit every day, but I've been on all his stuff. Like, and I always knew, like, I always out of all the artists, he was always one of them that stood out to me as like one of the realest ones out there. And that's why I was so happy when he got that nomination because I was like, man, like. He about to take off. Like, people, he got national attention now. Like, he's really about to take off yeah. with everything he's doing. And he's really doing something special. And like, yeah. And then to have this happen, bro. Like this one, bro. Like everybody I know, I talked to was just utter disbelief. Whether they really listened to him, whether they really knew what he was about, like just mm-hmm. you can just kind of feel that energy from him. And it was just like, man, not this one, bro. Like, right. you shouldn't have to die. To like have people really listen to what you were saying and like to really take inspiration from what you were trying to give and like really try to change and be better. Like it's yeah. it's fucking disappointing, bro. Like it's crazy. And back to like we were we we're talking about that streaming shit earlier. Stream Nipsey shit. He owned his masters. He owns all his facts. Shit. Like that's another thing. Like. He was, he was, he was, oh, this shit is Bro, he was so far ahead of everybody else, bro. I'm so mad. I'm, like, getting upset, dog. (laughs) Nipsey was, he was so far ahead of everybody else. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's crazy. What he was about to do. Like, he just got it. Like, he just got it, bro. Like, just it. Like, it. Like, Like, it's hard to think. Because, like, we've been fans for years, and, like, we were talking about all these old projects and mixtapes, but, like, it, it it always took me back to think that Victory Lab was, like, his debut album to, like, the world of, like, mainstream. And I was like, oh, shit. That's their first impression of him. That's great. That blew my mind for a second, like, to think about that. Like, like for some people, that was their first impression of Nipsey. And I was like, wow, that's that's amazing. That he could be grinding for so long, get millions of fans, and then put out a first album. Like that's it. Did it his way. I feel no like that's label. That's kind of what Chance is doing. Own all his shit. Chance is like, come yeah. on, bro, like not building up the community came from like did everything we we say and we want our our celebrities our artists our people that make it out to do and he did it bro and he did it to a t and he backed up everything he fucking said bro like and it happens to him like that shit is beyond frustrating that shit's beyond disgusting and and that shit hurt me bro like this this one really hurt me like I feel like this is such a huge loss for what, you know, our community outside of just music was was on a level that I, I, I can't really I can't even really put it on to like anybody I know like recently. Like this is just this this one was different, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> nah, I, I was trying to think of 
like that hit. I don't know. Like the last time I felt like this was Mac, but he wasn't murdered. You know, like it's different. It was just yeah. When you have somebody come take him, and it wasn't as and it wasn't as crazy. Like nobody's really because like there's so many different levels that are hitting me with Nipsey that it's like it's overwhelming because it's just so many things that like I saw in that guy that like every time I would listen to him, I was like it was all confidence boosting. You know, like his 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 music always gave me confidence. Like that's what's just crazy. Sucks, man. It sucks, but at the same time, to see at least in the immediate future, like the now, to see people that he was trying to reach actually like trying to change, like trying to take heed of what he was saying, and like to try to do better. And, like, to see all the love that he was getting, like, over 20,000 people in L.A. came down. Like, he shut down L.A. Oh, yeah. Not only that. For his memorial. It, like, they the shut it down. Out, but, like, it, the whole city yeah. came out to support him. And, like, to see that type of, like, love and respect he was getting from everybody is, like, a sign of, like, what he was. And, like, everything he was doing was the right thing. Like. So on that side, it is beautiful to see that. But man, like we shouldn't have to lose somebody like this to 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 want to do these things and to and to want to do better. Like that shit's frustrating, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, rest in power. Let's see. I mean. <laughs> It kind of just brings me to like all the age old argument. Like when you get to that level, and when you're trying to do to do stuff on the level that he was trying to do, like should you keep going back to the neighborhood? Should you stay around the neighborhood? Well, that's that's the problem, man. That's because people don't die. Like like Boozy said, you get big, you get famous, you get rich. You're not dying and. Another country, you're not dying in another city. You're not you dying you dying people get killed in their neighborhoods. People get killed in their own neighborhoods that they came from. Mm-hmm. And this is example number one thousand, like Yeah. And I mean for me personally, I think you get to that level and you're trying to do stuff on a whole nother level like he was trying to do, something bigger than than just even himself. I, I, you got to stay out the way a bit, man. Like, you can always help out. Like, you have people that help out. Like, you had people in charge. You had people. You had your people taking care of other people in the neighborhood. You had your money taking care of other people in the neighborhood. Like, you were investing in that neighborhood. You were still. People knew what you were doing. Like, you don't necessarily. You don't have to be. In the middle of all that, on the daily, you don't need to be hanging out in the parking lot just kicking it. Like, you don't have to. Be in that, even though I know you from that, it's different, bro. You different. People look at you different. You're a target, no matter how you want to look at it. Jealousy and hate are gonna be there on another level. And for me, I don't think that you need to be in the mix like that on the on the regular to do good and to help out and to be a part of your community still. Cause what he was doing was bigger than even himself. Much bigger. 
much bigger. This man that was dropping jewels. If you watch any interview he's done, just watch how he holds himself. Like, watch. He's just... He a real one. He's a real, real dude. Like, yeah. It's just that's when you see real dudes. Like, a stand-up guy. You know? Everything we want from our people, bro. That was him. We took him, bro. Like, bro, if this shit don't make people do better, or want to do better, like, bro, I don't know. I don't know, bro. Yeah. It's just, <clears throat> it's just upsetting. It's just upsetting, man. I don't know. I am definitely trying to walk with, you know, a little bit of what Nipsey was trying to lay out for us and. You know, keep that hustle spirit, you know, pun intended. Um, keep that spirit with you and build and grow. So I'm just I'm just trying to stay motivated and, you know, try to do better business and, and, and create more opportunities for myself. You know, so I can hopefully create opportunities for others like Nipsey was trying to do. Man. Uh, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about him on the situation, but other than like, we gotta do better, man. Like, we, we gotta fucking do better. Cause he he deserved to go out like that one, and he was too important to be taken like that. And like, hopefully, like you said, hopefully that shit hits other people, and even a little bit influences them to kind of walk the way he walked the walk like he he did, and and try to be more stand up and real about you know things that are important and. And I mean, we always got his music, of course. That shit gonna live on forever. Yeah. And like most people, he gonna be bigger in death as a musician than he was prior in life. Sucks, but that's just the reality of it. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like shit. This one. This one was different. Word the jaded kiss. Dead rappers get the best press. The best this one's publicity. But, I mean, you guys always know what was your kind of initial reactions and thoughts about the whole Nipsey Hustle situation. And um, were you a fan before? Uh, what are some of y'all favorite songs? For sure. What, what are some of your favorite songs, bumping? favorite moments? Nipsey Jones. Favorite anything from him? Um, what do you think about, you know, <clears throat> that deal of making it big and going back and being, still being in your, you know, ne- old neighborhoods, stuff like that. And, and yeah, but other than that, man, the marathon continues. So marathon continues. 
Um, that's it for this week's podcast. The only thing I can kind of talk about before we go is certain new music that has come out. I know Anderson Pack dropped Ventura. Um, uh, <clears throat> Anderson needed to come back after Oxnard because he knew that wasn't it. You still a hater, but that's what it is. It wasn't it. Uh, Anderson Pack. Absolutely, <laughs> drop is dropping his sophomore project, Free Spirit. Yeah. And let me pull up the full list for y'all. All right, for April 12th, Anderson Pack Ventura. The Chemical Brothers, No Geography. Definitely going to live. LSD, uh, Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo come out with a joint little project. Again? Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly oh, if that it's was... a release or whatnot or what, but. Oh, shit. Um, Those mashups are weird. BTS, Map of the Soul, Persona. And not a whole lot coming out this week, but other than that, there are a ton of. Re-releases and reissues and special issues because, like I said, this week is the uh, record store day and it is going to be a massive one. So you should definitely check that out because there's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out too many to list. Um, but on Friday, the Flaming Lips, King's Mouth. And just in case we can't get to them next week, Cage the Elephant is coming out with social cues. And yeah, that's pretty much it of noteworthy dropping this week and and whatnot. Um, for all the news items, you should definitely head over to the official site and go to our new news section because we are posting new stuff there. Every day, and there's a ton of obscure and noteworthy news dropping on the regular, some of which we talked about here. But to get those full kind of reports, you should definitely head over and read the fantastic articles that our writers have put together. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions about this show, past show, or any future shows, you should let us know in the comments down below, or you can email us directly at podcast at livingmyfearless.co. Or you can go to livemyfearless.co slash podcast and fill out the form there. And who knows, you might make it into one of our future shows. And if you like any of the gear that we are rocking in these videos, if you are following us, if you're watching us on YouTube or wherever this goes on, like Facebook, you should also go to the official site and go to our shop where you can get some of our new gear where we just dropped a new t-shirt to go along for a coffee table book. But again, this today's date was April 11, 2019, and this was our latest episode of our Music Files podcast, and we will be back shortly with more, more content and more everything, but until then, we'll catch you guys soon. Thank you guys for joining us. Please subscribe wherever this goes up. Keep doing what, Reese. Keep living life fearless, y'all. Until next, next time. Peace. Peace, nigga.